Hi, thank you so much for joining me. We are on Yerushalmi Brachos, Daf, Hey, in the Uzvahara print. And we're going to talk about Ayala Sashachar and the redemption and a few other things. We're going to go through a very famous word, Dilma, that comes up throughout uh, the the Yerushalmi. And we'll discuss that. Let me first start off with one uh, quick thought. There's just so much to say today, and I really want to keep it short. So there's a famous Gemara in the Bavli, which uh, does not follow what the Yerushalmi says here. And it's Machlokas, how do you stand when you daven Shemona Esrei? Trey Amaroi, Rev Levi, and Rev Simon. Um, one of them says... Kimalachim, you stand like angels, and the other one says you stand for like Kohanim. Some of the Mepharshim explain that what does it mean when you stavanch one Esri? We know we put our feet together. Don't be confused by the fact that some people stand with their feet separate as well. That's based on the Tosis and based on other opinions in the Gemara and Brachos, not being discussed here seemingly. Uh, what's being discussed here is do you stand like angels or do you stand like Kohanim? And the Gemara explains the one that says like Kohanim, that they would walk which seems to be saying that you would have to stand with your front toe and the back touching your the back of your uh, back of your heel, which is a very interesting way. That's how the Kohanim would walk up the ramp, and that would be one opinion, which is difficult. I guess if we pass like that, that would be difficult. I've never seen anybody standing in Shemun Esri like that, but that's one opinion. And the other one is what we're more accustomed to, which is like the Malachim, that they don't have uh, a separation in their feet. And this, if you want, you could take a look in Arachayim. Uh, the tour brings down both opinions in um, Simon Sadi Bays. Um, and take a look over there at the Beis Yosef and the Taz, you'll get a lot of interesting things. So the question is, what's this comparison that when we daven, are we like angels or are we like Kohanim? So I want to say something very, very brief. And that is like this, that when we daven, we know that our job is that we're supposed to throw off our physicality and become more spiritual. Uh, but at the same time, we're also human beings who who are Yolid Isha, like the Gemara in, in, in Babli and Brachos, says that, that Hashem gave us the Torah specifically because it's meant to perfect us. So there's an element of physicality that's there, but of course when we daven, we're supposed to strip that off. So the opinion that Paskins which is how we follow that uh, because the Bavli only brings down that opinion that we are like angels we put our feet together that opinion is really teaching us a very important lesson that when we're serving Hashem we are uh, being very very holy and we want to try to emulate the angels for a moment when we're davening but the opinion that says that we're like Kohanim is also something to keep in mind that when we're Kohanim what we're doing is we're we're doing the Avodah we're standing in front of Hashem it's Avodah Shabalev and we are serving Hashem and that's an amazing part of davening as well the Rashba Nagatos says similar idea. If you take a look, you'll see the Rashba, the spiritual goddess. Um, so that's that's one element. What I want to say is that um, th- there's a lot more to say about that, but we'll just cap it at that. The um, Rebeto Bachia brings out a very fascinating thing, and he says that in his time, and this is something that was true then, he says when Jewish people daven, they put their feet together. He said when the other Umas HaOlam, the Christians daven, they put their hands together. Think about what he's referring to, and you'll understand that that's a s- sense of prayer. And he says something very fascinating. He says, you know why? He says because when they stand in front of their God, whether it's a Bodhisattva or not, we're not going to go into that. What they're saying is, God, my feet are up to me. I could walk and do whatever I want in life, but I am willing to subjugate myself to you a little bit. And that's what the hands represent, that I could subjugate something. But when we Jews stand in front of Hashem, we put our feet together. We say, Hashem, I do not move without you. You are you are the only movement that I have in my life. Okay, let's skip a little further. And I want to read the story, but the story has the word before it that says, Dolma, or Dilma, however you read it. Normally the word Dilma that we're familiar with means Perhaps, but that's not at all what it means in, 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 in uh, Yerushalmi. It always means a story. Why does it mean story? So you have different opinions. Let's just go with the simple pshatim. Um, the the Haredim says that Dalma, and he has a little bit of a discussion, is da lama doma. What is this compared to? Which is basically an introduction for a story. The Rosh Rilio, in his introduction to Zeram, says da lema. This is fit to be said. Da lema. It's fit to be said, meaning there's an important lesson to be learned from this story. But either way, when you see the word dalma, it's it's always introducing an interesting story that 
happen, and according the, the simple understanding is Dal Lama, what is this what is this comparable? So what's the story? Ruchia Raba and Rushim Barkalafta were taking a walk, and they were walking in the plains of Arbel in the darkness before the morning. What happens? Ro Ayala Sashakar, which is what the entire Gemara is about, Ayala Sashakar, which I'll tell you two hours on that hopefully. Um they saw the light of the Yalas Hashachar breaking out, and Rav Chia Rabba said to Rav Shimon Ben Chalafta a beautiful statement. He said, uh, Berebi, great one, Kachi Gulasim Shal Yisrael. This is exactly how the redemption of the Jews will, is. Betchila, Kima, Kima. First, it starts to come up in small measure. Then it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And he quotes a Pasuk, Hashem Orli. That's what it is. So I want to say two important lessons about Purim, but also one about life itself. Um, okay, so what what is that? So what you see from Chazal is such a beautiful thing, and this this Yerushalmi has really really deeply impacted me. I've I've always been moved by it because here they are walking, and you would think, okay, they're talking and learning, etc. He's looking at the world around him, and he's noticing. You see what's happening now. You see how this sun is slowly rising. That's how the Jewish people are redeemed as well, and that's how our probably personal redemptions take place. There's a small small break, and then then everything comes through, and you see Hashem, and that's how our life is supposed to be lived. That when we see the natural world around us, that we should recognize that it's coming from Hashem, and that's mibsari that we see Hashem from what happens around us and the physical world. You find in Chazal that they're always. Um, looking at the world around us and learning a lesson. For example, the Gemara says in Erevin that um, that if we, the Torah would have been given, that we would have learned the mitzvahs from different animals, because nature teaches us this. The Warren Sanhedrin says, how do we know Tchiyas HaMesim Menatora? It's a Kavachoma from Chita, that it rots in the ground and then it comes out alive. So Chazal taught us this important thing. Look at the world around you. Visayal HaShachar, instead of just saying, wow, that's a beautiful sunrise, he, he, he took it as a lesson of, look, that's how Hashem redeems us. Now, Visayal HaShachar is Muramis to the, to, um, to Esther. In many ways, um, Esther is called the Yalas HaShachar, the Gemara Megillah, but if you take a look, just think about it, it's a lesson that's, that's very relevant. Kapitol um, Chafbez in Tehillim is called Yalas HaShachar, and the, the Kaba Yasher brings down that that there's a minag to say that Kapitol on um, on Purim, and then to be spill out your heart and be mavakish anything from Hashem. It has beautiful words, Keli Keli Lamazavtani, which Esther said, and she is called Ayelas Hashachar again because she was she she was a light that, that carried out throughout Klai Yisrael. But what happens? It starts off slow, and then all of a sudden the redemption is there, and that's an important lesson in life. That sometimes it seems like it's not happening, which is the whole story of the Megillah. But then all of a sudden at the end, all the pieces come together, and the salvation was there, and all the things that seemed like they were the worst, Esther being you know taken by Achashverosh, really was part of the salvation. There's one more thing that's brought down on this farm, a very fascinating thing, that Mordechai had two names, Psachia and Mordechai. If you go through the gematria of each, there's something very fascinating that happens, and that is that the word Psachia versus Mordechai, they both have the same exact letters. Write it down on a paper, by the way, you'll see. They each have five letters in their name. I don't know if you can see my paper over here, if you're here with me. Okay? Sorry, that's my notes for today. So, Psachia and Mordechai, the, the mem of Mordechai is 40, and the pay of Psachia is 80, so it's double. Then the ratio of Mordechai is 200, and the tuff of Psachia is 400. Again, it's double, okay? Then what happens? What happens is, then you have the Dalit of Mordechai, which is 4, and the Ches of Psachia, which is 8, so it's double. But then all of a sudden, it reverses at the end. Um, and that is that all of a sudden, Psachia, which was the one that was double, all of a sudden, which was his original name, um, he was Yorid Migdulaso, he lost his greatness, and then he has a Yud and a He, which is 10 and 5. 10 times 2 is 20. 
and five times two is ten. Mordechai, the Chaf Yud, comes back to life. And so, so too in life that there's a Mordechai where it seems like you're going to be crouched and it seems like everything's going down. He was George McDulaso and it seems like the Jews are going to be lost. And what happened to the, to the Pesachia, the, the greatness that I had in the past, but before these times of troubles, before the Gullis, then all of a sudden Mordechai, the Chaf Yud, comes through and it pierces through and Hashem saves us. And that's and that's the salvation that the Jewish people have, that it, that it comes through and, and, and Hashem always delivers. So we should be zochet to, number one, to remember that greatness, that that everything that happens in life is a lesson from Hashem. And number two, to recognize that Hashem is always bringing the Geula slowly, slowly, like the Yalas HaShachar of Esther and Mordechai and, and everything in life, and we'll see the Geula Shlema and here be Emanuel.